Hello, and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Wednesday, January 12th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. Why didn't highly regarded electric vehicles win any honors for North America's best car, truck, and utility vehicle? We'll talk about that a little later. But first, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. The Detroit Auto Show is aiming to return this year. The last one, formerly the North American International Auto Show, took place in January of 2019. Organizers have grappled with the pandemic and reluctance by some automakers to participate in large global auto shows. The 2022 Detroit Auto Show is set for September 14th through September 25th. It is slated to be held at the Huntington Place Convention Center, formerly known as Kobo, as well as various locations around the city. Economic reports have been raising concerns about inflation, and autos can play a big role in those calculations. In December, the average transaction price for new vehicles in the U.S. shot up almost 14%. Kelly Blue Book says prices hit a record high of $47,077 last month. New vehicle inventory has remained tight, and sales of luxury vehicles were strong. Automakers have generally prioritized production of big-ticket vehicles amid the semiconductor shortage that began early last year. As the chip shortage continues, U.S. auto sales may climb only 3.4% this year to about 15.4 million. That's the forecast from the National Automobile Dealers Association. Sales have been depressed the past two years by the pandemic and the ensuing chip crisis, which is projected to last at least through the first half of this year. Before COVID-19, the U.S. auto market had a five-year run of sales topping $17 million. How much of the driving does Tesla's full self-driving system do? California is asking that question again. The Los Angeles Times reports that state officials are attempting to determine if the software should fall under the Motor Vehicle Department's autonomous vehicle regulations. The semantics are somewhat important. If the vehicles are deemed autonomous by California, state laws would require Tesla to disclose all crashes on public roads, even when under manual control. Tesla says its advanced driver assistance system handles some tasks but does not make the vehicles autonomous, regardless of the name. In the retail world, General Motors is planning to launch an online used vehicle shopping platform this spring called Car Bravo. The automaker says the marketplace will be designed to boost used vehicle sales through GM dealerships. Chevrolet, Buick, and GMC dealers can enroll immediately. Cadillac is developing a separate program. The platform will list GM and non-GM vehicles from all dealerships across the country as well as off-lease vehicles owned by GM Financial. The announcement comes about a year after Ford started a used vehicle platform called Ford Blue Advantage. Sticking with GM, the Detroit-based automaker will make an appearance in the Super Bowl for the third straight year, GM confirming to AdAge that it has bought ad time for the February 13th game, but declined to provide details. Last year, GM ran two spots in the game, one highlighting the company's electric vehicle ambitions, the other focusing on the upcoming Cadillac Lyric EV. That's the news you need to know for today. Now let's dig a little deeper on the Nectoy Awards. (music) 
The North American Car, Truck, and Utility of the Year awards were announced yesterday, with Ford and Honda fending off EV upstarts, as well as VW, Hyundai, and its Genesis brand. To suss out why these models won and what it means, I called up automotive news reporters Mike Martinez, who covers Ford, and Richard Truitt, who is a member of the NACTOY jury. Mike Martinez, Richard Truitt, welcome to Daily Drive. Good to talk to you. Yep, good to be here. We know by now the winners, Honda Civic, Ford Maverick, Ford Bronco. Mike, Ford must be pretty happy. Definitely. This is back-to-back years now that they've won two of the three categories, and it's the only two categories they could possibly win in. They cut their <laughs> sedans a couple of years ago, and if you're going to specialize in something, you might as well be good at it, and they're proving that out. I think it's uh, validation for them for all the lineup changes they've undergone the past couple of years under Jim Hackett and now Jim Farley uh, to win these awards. They've come out with a slew of new vehicles and customers are liking them. Richard, you're on the jury. You're one of the, on the panel. You got, you have a vote. Uh, how did, how did you vote? What did you think of these wins, these winners? Well, I got two of the three. I picked the Ford Maverick and the Honda Civic. And I, I've also voted for the, the Genesis GV70. The one that was the biggest surprise to me was the Maverick because I was completely prepared to hate that vehicle. Um, When you think about it, front wheel drive trucks going back to the 70s when Volkswagen tried it have never worked. The Honda Ridgeline, it's kind of an also ran. They just don't work. Well, for some reason, somehow Ford really found a way to make it work. They they kind of cracked the code. The the Maverick feels like a truck. It acts like a truck. And then as I started to drive it, here's what really hit me. Ford took a package that people really love, the truck and all the utility that comes with it, and put it in their entry-level vehicle. What a stroke of of brilliance that was, because for less than half the price of of an average new car, you can get a vehicle that can do just about anything you'd want it to do within reason. So I came away with the, very impressed with the Maverick. And as for the Civic, I, after driving that for a few days, I thought, this is the car that you buy to get us to the end of the internal combustion engine era. It's just going to last forever. It's a fantastic car. Uh, but you, uh, so it was one thing that was funny. This is, I don't know if this, this has to be the first time that the uh, SUV of the year was bigger than the uh, truck of the year. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but you didn't vote for the Bronco. You preferred the, the Genesis. Why, why was that? Well, you know, here's the thing. When, when I cast my votes, I feel like I have a responsibility to not just pick the best vehicle that we drove, but also to look at the whole picture. Ford's had a lot of trouble with the Bronco in terms of quality. You know, there, there, there's been issues with the roof and um, the one that I, I test drove, the window was getting caught on the, on the trim and inside of it, it's a bit of a mess. The switches aren't where you think they should be. And some of the the lights were blinded by the sun because they're like right up against the windshield. I, you know, as much as I like driving it and as much as I think they nailed the, the styling of it, it didn't hit all the, all the high points for me. So I didn't vote for it. Interesting. Yeah. It's uh, certainly a very successful vehicle and uh, apparently enough people like the, the general style of it to, uh, to go with it. And obviously the, the other, other judges uh, preferred it. So I guess what, what is the, the big takeaway for you guys? Uh, Mike, I guess uh, first for you, what do, what do you take away from, from these wins? Well, for me, this was sort of an empire strikes back year because think about it, Jamie, all we've heard, uh, all we've seen in terms of investment dollars has been EVs. 
the past year, the past multiple years, EV investments and these plucky startups that are going to upend the traditional auto industry. And we had EVs in each of the three categories, and we had two new finalists in Rivian and Lucid. But what won? It was gas or hybrid-powered offerings from three, from two traditional automakers. So the EV era isn't here yet. I think consumers and I think the auto journalists that voted for them still recognize the value of what Detroit and what other automakers have done well traditionally, and that's vehicles like the Bronco, the Maverick, the Civic. Richard, how about you? You know, there was a lot of enthusiasm among among the jurors for the, the Rivian truck and um, the Lucid Air. But what hurt those vehicles, in my view, is that we didn't really get to spend a lot of time driving them. The Lucid guys tried really hard to get us, us the jurors, a vehicle, and we got to spend about maybe an hour in it, whereas um, the other vehicles you could spend a few days in. So I really, I, and the same with the, the Rivian, we didn't spend a lot of time in that. So even though there was a lot of enthusiasm for the design and the style and the performance. I don't think we had enough seat time to really, you know, spend our votes on it with full confidence that it was the right decision. Although, you know, Motor Trend awarded both of those vehicles their their um, car and truck of the year. So, um, you know, maybe next time when we have a, a, a better chance to drive us different versions of those, they'll have a better shot. All right. Thanks for your insights, Richard, Michael. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you. That's Daily Drive for today. Please subscribe and make this show part of your daily routine. Of course, you can always get the most comprehensive news on the auto industry 24 hours a day at autonews.com. Thanks to Josh Freed for editing and producing the show. Thanks to the ANTV team for their help. And thanks to you for listening. I'm Jamie Butters. Now, get to work or otherwise get on with your day.